Hey everybody and welcome back to Fields to Gardens. Alright, so last week we talked about those messy mouths, right? Now, this week, we're going to talk about being tried. So all last week, I guarded my tongue. You know, when something came out that wasn't appropriate, I tried to fix it immediately because that's not what we want to be. You know, you are what you speak, right? Alright, so this week though, I'm going to ask you this. Part two. Have you ever been tried? Mm-hmm. He said, oh, yeah, that's why I got that messy mouth thing. Yeah. <laughs> no. Let me tell you. Someone or something took you to a place before that had no end. How did you feel? I'm going to tell you how you felt. You had a moment of empowerment, pride, and completion. Once you came back down to earth from your don't try me vibes, your feelings changed though, didn't it? Perhaps you were chill. You were not unbothered by your response. Maybe you were remorseful and even disgusted with yourself at how you responded after being tried. What about being relieved and intrigued? Any of that apply to you? Well, whatever the feelings after, the actions prior were connected to them, right? What you did prior was connected to your response. Dina, where are you going with this? Okay, <laughs> this is where I'm going. I thought you would never ask. Let's talk about that vibe. Don't try me. You are not alone. Today, I have been tried, but let me tell you something. Are you ready? All right, y'all. So, listen. I have had many blames in my life. Don't get me wrong. I own what's mine. But if it's not mine, then I'm not taking it. When you're an overly helpful person... Along with taking ownership over things, it's not always a good combination. I'm just saying. Why? Because you may get stuck with something that you don't even have nothing to do with. Let me give you an example. Personal real experience. Here we go. Early on in business, my little young days, I was in customer service and I worked off and on covering people, signing in people in like clerical positions. In one particular time in an environment, I had to cover the front and I was going on my lunch. So I left, let my counterpart know that covers with me, I was leaving. And another customer had come in and began to wait. So when I came back to my station, I was faced with a dilemma. Someone had told my supervisor that I left the person sitting in the lobby for an hour. Okay. First of all, if you know me, I'm extremely detailed. So for me to think I have left someone somewhere for an hour, that already had my nerves shot. Like this person's been sitting here, unacknowledged, unattended to for an hour? No, Dana, come on. So I then immediately went back and I had to check on my workers to make sure that this person was indeed checked in. So I went through the worker system. I checked the logs. I didn't see them on my computer. So this led me to believe that one of my other counterparts had assigned this person. I had to go back through my things, 
and think, did I really leave this person? It bothered me, y'all. Did I really leave them out here like this? At the same time, my mouth was just tight. The things that were coming to me, I had to apologize for internally because I was hot. The person blamed me, but was it me? And I started to believe that I really did this. So one of my other counterparts who watched the whole thing had explained that someone else covering had failed to sign the person in. (laughs) It's not funny, but it is because I really began to think that I made a mistake and I was going to own it. Hear me out. I was immediately relieved and calm, y'all. I felt like everything was well. The person that had made an error actually blamed me for it, knowing that it was their mistake. What do you think I did? Well, I wanted to do many things. (laughs) I wanted to tell this person off. I wanted to embarrass them right there. I wanted to stop talking to them. Does that sound about right? When somebody tries you? Yeah, I know what you mean. It does. And in that instant, though, I actually felt bad for them. Because not only had they lied, but they'd been caught in a lie. So I felt compelled to check on them. And I continued to because I wanted to. What happened to this person? I'll tell you, but first we gotta take a quick commercial break. I told you, you better get out there and vote. All right, I'm gonna see you at the polls. November 3rd. You can actually go now, okay? All right. So let's get back to what I was saying. So you want to know what happened to that person, right? Well, the next day, the person came up to me and they apologized. They were shocked completely at the way that I handled the situation because of the behavior they were used to in the organization and with their coworkers. It actually changed them and made them become better. You see, your don't try me, try the Lord. These moments can not only change your life, but the lives of those around you because we are constantly being watched. Now, I'm not saying live your life for somebody else, but I'm saying live in your truth, but have some grace. So what is it that makes us so erratic in these moments? Well, they're emotional triggers. According to Psychology Today, an emotional trigger is in any topic that makes us feel uncomfortable. These emotional triggers are telling us which aspects in our life might make us feel a little frustrated or that we're unsatisfied with. So think about it today. Is there a place in your life that you want to change? Are you uncomfortable? Does it make you defensive if someone says something about it? even if it has nothing to do with you. Hmm, I could say yes to one of those. So, let's listen to this. Psychologist Marcia Reynolds, she put it like this. Something occurs. This is when we have that don't try me moment. Something occurs, we react, and then our brain instantly connects a reason for our reaction that seems to justify our behavior. 
even if it makes no sense. So that's what happens in our minds when we have that don't try me vibe. But let me tell you what it takes to be tried and true. And this is what I know to be true for my own life. See, because you can try me and come for me, but I know I'm walking in truth. And I know that my truth is God has it. So I don't have to do all that. I understand and I felt in this process with my fellow worker that lied to me that what I chose to do next would change the story. Remember, you're the author of your life. And I knew that I had been tried. I also knew that, like I said, I was true. I knew the battle was not mine, but it belonged to the Lord. And in that moment, my character would create either a confusion or an invitation. The person's gonna either come back later or they're never gonna return again because my behavior confused them. Deuteronomy 1 and 30. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes. Wherever your Egypt is, prior in life, God brought you out. He vindicated you. He gave you justice. He will do it again just as he did it before. So the don't try me, let that go and walk in truth. This week's challenge is to be tried, but to be true. Sometimes we feel like we need to save ourselves. Vindication. We need justice and we're going to get it. But in our moments this week together, let's try to immediately say, God, I'm going through this, but I want to be tried, but true. And I trust you. Okay. I know it's going to be hard. It has to be hard for you to get to the next level with that motivation in mind, okay? So, we're tried, but this week we're going to be true. And at this time, that's all I have for you all. You know, like I say, I love you so much. I really do. And I want us to continue to grow from fields to gardens. Bye now. Thank you.